In episode 29 of Hebrews in Exile with Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton, we are going to discuss the Shabbat. And it also is quintessential for us because it defines us being set apart by the Most High. Our reverence and our observance of this holy day is key to our relationship with the Most High. So come along with us. We're going to unpack this issue of the Shabbat here on Hebrews in Exile. You know what we do. Let's go. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. Exile. We got to work, work on that. We got to work on that. We got to time that. You, you were a, a choir director at one time. We all <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 you're off. Yeah, yeah. Since I'm the lead, you have to sync with me. <laughs> right. Um, we are in a into the high holy days as a matter of fact ah yes the moadims matter of fact we are already in them the month of elu which starts the middle of august starts setting us up in preparation for the feast of trumpets or teburah teburah yeah yeah. But, and the question becomes one, you know, as we prepare for all of this, mm -hmm. when we first started and started learning about the Hebrew way, Hebraic way, we were following the narrative of the Oxenazis. Right. And they have given us incorrect information on a lot of things which the Most High has allowed us to break away from them. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that uh, King David says, going back to the mitzvahs, mm -hmm. in Psalms 119, he says, Most High, teach me your mitzvahs. You teach me. Right. And we've been allowing the Most High to teach us. But with all that I've just said, getting ready to go into the Feast of Trumpets, which is a high holy day, there are preparations that lead us up to that. And one of the things that we should be doing now, if you're a Hebrew Israelite or if you're questioning about what's, what's taking place, mm -hmm. it's the preparation that we have to go through to be able to enter into that particular feast. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So right now, this is the time because there, are, and we're going to talk about these, but not all, not all, not all tonight. Mm -hmm. There's the Feast of Trumpets, and after the Feast of Trumpets is the Day of Atonement, or Yom Kippur, or Yom Kippur, mm -hmm. which is one of the most important feasts of the whole. Yes. Seven in relationship to the Most High. Right. That you really have to be prepared for. Mm -hmm. But getting prepared for these feasts requires us at this particular point in time to start searching ourselves and looking at ourselves and question ourselves in relationship 
to what our relationship is with the Most High and ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we have to look inward to ourselves, not anybody else. Right. This time of reflection is not about anybody else. It's about you, the individual, me, the individual. I need to do soul searching mm. to prepare myself for receiving the blessings that are associated with these next three uh, Moedims. Moedims are our festivals. Our yeah. festivals, which the Most High speaks to us about in Vayikra, which is Leviticus chapter number 26. Right, which and, is also in, in, in the Ten Commandments, yeah. too, yeah, as well. They're, they're, all, they're all enumerated there. Mm -hmm. So, but as we prepare for these, there's another critical thing that is totally misunderstood. And until you taught it, mm -hmm. I was under the same impression that Sabbath begins at sundown mm -hmm. to sundown. Sundown today, for example, if this were if this were Friday, and we know the Sabbath is, is on the Sabbath, Saturday, mm -hmm. we were taught by the Oxenazis that Sabbath begins at sundown Friday and ends on sundown on the seventh day. Right. Yeah, it would start in the evening on, yeah, sundown yeah. on Friday night and then yeah, we, ends, were, we, were, we were taught that. Yeah, Saturday night. Yeah. It would end. Yeah. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because everybody needs to know when a Sabbath begins because when we start these feasts, these feasts or these moedims don't necessarily fall on a regular Sabbath. Mm -hmm. They are called Sabbatines or they're called high Sabbaths. Right. They can happen any any time in the flow of a week dependent upon the calendar year that they fall in. Mm -hmm. So people need to know when time begins and when time ends. And that's why I think it's really important for people to understand when uh, to not take so lightly the Rosh Chodeshes, which are the new moons, because that gives us our calendar. You, 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 you know where you are in the month uh, when the new moon starts. That begins the Hebraic calendar for that new month. And so you're able to count very, very, very um, strategically well, now, when you, things yeah, yeah. fall. Yeah, well, now if you're going to bring that up, now we got <laughs> now we have to explain Rosh Kodesh. Rosh Kodesh, yes. Which is the new moon. New moon, yes. Yeah, see, the, wow. It, it's just, you know, it's so ingrained in us. We just, yeah. we talk about it. So, yeah, so that, that Rosh Kodesh, you want to do it? No, go ahead. So, the Rosh Chodesh is the new moon. It's, it's, it's when the time of the month, when you look up at the moon and it is barely visible at all. And actually a good, um, there are plenty of apps that are out on, uh, uh, if you have an Android or you have an uh, uh, iPhone that will tell you the lunar cycle, which will, which will reaffirm uh, for you when these new moons actually start. But the new moon designates, it's a sliver. And that sliver only appears for a couple seconds in the sky. 
and then that's the beginning of the new month. And uh, we're to be watchful the, for that. And the new moon is depicted as a Sabbath. It's, it's just as holy as a regular Shabbat. Um, and the Most High commands us to rest on those particular days. And those new moons, in my, est- I mean, my estimation, that's probably one of the most difficult ones to yeah, yeah, observe. Yeah, observe. And, yeah. And, 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 you know, while you said that, let me, let me, let me just jump in here. Um, the sun sets in the west. Correct. Mm-hmm. And as the sun goes down in the west, on the day when a new moon is going to appear, it appears in the western sky. Right. And it's a very, it's a sliver. Yeah. It's a very small, yeah, piece. But you really have to, you really have to be attentive and you have to watch in the western sky. Mm-hmm. For that sliver of the moon to appear, because when it appears in the western sky, it's only there for a moment, yeah, and then it's gone. And it's gone, yeah. You only see it for a quick moment, yeah. So what you see the next day is the second day. Is this, yeah, it's of of the, of the father's of the father's month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very difficult. Um, Moedim to follow because of the way it appears in the western sky and your inability to see it, and particularly in the winter. Yeah, definitely in the winter when it gets 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 cloudy. But um, you know, we have this regimented, and I think what also makes it a little bit difficult is because it's so sporadic. Yeah. In every single month that it happens, it's not like it falls on the fifteenth every single month. Right. It will fall. You know, on, it'll change. It'll change. Yeah. yeah. So for for people to take off, like in the middle of, yeah, I'm going to take off a Tuesday this week to observe the new moon. It's really difficult to to kind of do. That. That's why I said it's you know for us that are in exile right now in this period of grace. I'm glad that the Most High has given us you know to to get this thing right. You know, make the attempt if you can. But that's what the new moon is, and you can really tell when the middle of the month is is because when the moon is full. Yeah. When the moon is completely full. You're around the 14th, 15th day of the month, and then it's going to cycle back over again. So that's how you know where you are. If we were in the land, the Kohanim or the Levites would stand watch on the wall, and they would look into the western sky looking for that sliver. Mm -hmm. And when it appeared, they would sound the shofar to let everybody know that a new month or a new a new a new month has begun. Right. That would be the order that would be the order of business. But yeah. we just wanna just wanna share that with you because it's indicative to understand as we move towards this idea of trying to um, relegate ourselves to the Sabbath as the most high has laid it out, not as the Oxanazis has laid it out. But as the Most High has laid it out, yeah, because it's it's really uh, important and imperative to understand. Because the the question that we often tend to to get here is when does the Sabbath actually start and when does it end? Um, and on this journey 
when I f- was first presented it, when, when it was first presented to me, it was at a, it was at a Sukkot festival. And I was approached by several people on this particular concept. And I had to sit back in my hubris and understand where the Most High was, was taking me with this whole entire concept. And it really boils down to, I had to really strip away my understanding of what I've been taught on what a day actually is. Let's start there first, because a day will actually, and in, in, in prior times, uh, would be... Day is when the light is out. Night is when it's dark. And as I looked at that, and from a scriptorial standpoint, it kind of made sense to me the way the Most High explains it. And the best way I can do that without sounding like I'm rambling for a little bit is to basically just take you to scripture and outline this. Because let me give you the end game before I do the explanation. The Sabbath, according to what we have what we have learned thus far begins when the sun, I'm going to be very slow and clear, when the sun hits the horizon and you see the sun, that's when the day starts. That's when the Sabbath starts. The Sabbath ends when the sun sets in the West and you don't see it anymore. So the Sabbath is only in play when the sun is out. Now, so 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 let's just take let's just take a day. Sure. I go to bed tonight. Mhm. But when the sun rises in the morning, mm-hmm. that's when the day begins. Well, that's when the day begins. So when it gets we consider uh, going back to what I said originally, we consider daytime when it's light out. Mhm to be very simple and layman. We consider nighttime when it's dark, okay? And so thus, what we've done before in the past is we say, okay, when the sun goes down, that's when nighttime begins. When the sun comes up, that's when daytime begins. And that's not necessarily the case. And I, this, is the, this is what I want to draw your attention to, to affirm what I just said, which is, the Sabbath is only in play when the sun is out. And I'm saying that specifically. So let me take you to scripture. Let's go all the way back to Bereshit chapter one, and that is Genesis. And we're just going to start at the beginning and read. We're not going to go past the first four verses. So I'm reading from the complete Jewish Bible, and it reads, In the beginning, Yahweh created the heavens and the earth, which is the Hashemayim and the Eretz. It says, The earth was unformed and void. Darkness was on the face of the deep, and the spirit of Yahweh hovered over the surfaces of the water. When Yahweh said, then Yahweh said, let there be light, and there was light. Verse 4, Yahweh saw the light and it was good, and Yahweh divided the light from darkness. Verse 5, Yahweh called the light day. Remember that. The light is called day. And the darkness he called night. So there was an evening and there was a morning one day. Now, we got to define what we have here. We have four components to a cycle of time. Because I don't want to use the word day because it's too generic. Yeah, okay? Because yeah, yeah. we use the word day to encompass, okay, it, today is the 
what is today? The the eighteenth. Nineteenth. So, right. So 18th. we so we say the day is the eighteenth, and we consider all twenty four hours, light and dark, part of the day. That's being way too generic. Okay. So in that verse in chapter five, it says that the Most High had created day. In verse five. Verse five. Verse, verse five. five, chapter one, verse five. Chapter one, verse five. It says, Yahweh called the light day and the darkness he called night. So there was evening and there was morning one day. So that's that one day part of just kind of being generic. So there's four distinct pieces to the cycle of time. There's daylight, there's daytime, there's evening, there's night, and then there's morning. Okay. There's four distinct pieces. Now, why do we say that the Shabbat is only observed during the day? Okay? Now, I actually want to make another point clear here. In discussing when evening starts, the evening will start when the sun goes down and you don't see it anymore, but you still have light. That's evening. Until you get to complete darkness, which starts the night. Once you start seeing light again, that's the beginning of morning. So you can see light, but you don't necessarily see the sun. That's designated as morning. Okay? So, with that understanding of the four components, I want to take you over to Bereshit, which is Genesis, chapter 2. And in chapter 2, I'm going to just going to read from verse 1. Is it in chapter? It's in chapter 2, verse 1. And I want to get to the part where on the seventh day, which is in verse 3, actually. Let's go to verse 3. Chapter 2, verse 3. It says, Yahweh blessed the seventh day and separated as holy. Because on that day, I defined when the day was. The day is when the sun is out. Yahweh rested from all of his work which he had created. So Yahweh rested in the day. He rested in daytime. He didn't rest in the evening. He didn't rest at dusk. He didn't rest at night. He rested. He didn't rest in the morning. He rested during the day. So therefore, we observe the Shabbat in the daytime just as Yahweh did when he created it. Now, Okay, you want to take a little step further. Let's jump over to Shemot, which is Exodus chapter 12. Because there's, as we discussed earlier, there's Moadims. And these Moadims, again, are called festivals. And Pesach, or Passover, is a festival that we observe. The festival of Passover starts at a specific time. And it doesn't start in the day. It doesn't start at night. And it doesn't start in the morning. It starts in the evening or in other words, it starts at dusk. That's a particular time. That's when the sun goes down and you still have light. I'm going to read it for you. Chapter 12, verse 6. In uh, Shemot or Exodus chapter 12, it says, You are to keep it until the 14th day of the month. And on the entire assembly of the community of Israel will slaughter it at dusk. It's talking about when we go ahead and we have to slaughter the Pesach lamb. We have to slaughter it at a specific time. That's the Passover lamb. That's the Passover lamb and it has to be done at dusk. So 
there's a period of time that we're supposed to do things in the day. And then the Most High in chapter 12 says, when you slaughter that Passover lamb, you're going to slaughter it at a specific time, which is at the dusk. So I'm just using these as examples to get into your mind. You have to separate yourself from the, the idea of a, a, what a day is and what night is. We don't start the Shabbat at the evening time. We don't start it on Friday right. evening. We don't do that because the Most High didn't rest at night. It says that the Most High rested on the seventh day. And I've defined when the seventh day is. So we begin our Sabbath. We begin our Sabbath on the day. On the day. When there is light. When there's light. So again, just to be clear, when the sun comes up, when you see the sun on the horizon, that's the beginning of the and day. The Sabbath. So for all of those that were scrambling on Friday night, and the sun went down, and you're saying you're in the Shabbat now. No, you, no, you're not. You're not into the Shabbat until you get on Saturday and the sun is hitting the horizon. You're able to do whatever you need to do until the sun comes up. Then once the sun comes up, we're in a complete rest until the sun goes down. And then you're out of that complete rest. Now, we all know as the seasons change, the days get shorter. When we get to, we're starting to get into that period of the year now where it's winter, fall, fall and winter, yeah. yeah, where the days are getting shorter, shorter instead of in the spring and the summer where they're longer. Right. So our Shabbats are going to be shorter in the fall, the fall and in the winter. In the winter. So. so, you know, this is not something that you're going to hear from any Ashkenazi group. You're not going to hear it from the Hebrew Roots group. You're not going to hear it from the Messianics. They all teach that the sun Sabbath begins at sundown on any given day. And when the sun goes down on Friday evening, the Sabbath begins. That's what you're going to hear. Mm -hmm. But we've explained to you what the scriptures say and how the scriptures and how the Most High defines this day so that we can be correct in what it is that we're doing and not be out of sync with what the Most High is asking us to do in observing his Shabbats. Correct. So I'm, I'm trying to look up something over yeah. here because... So it's important. The reason why this is so important, number one, because the Most High tells us that anybody who treats his Shabbat as being um, less important. As a matter of fact, let's, let's, let's go to that in, in Exodus chapter 31. Uh, let me get that while you're, while you're, while you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Let's look at Exodus chapter number 31, and we'll begin at probably around verse 12 or 13 there. Let's get out of there. We're coming to you. We're still we're still here with you. Um, just didn't have all this in mind when we started this evening. <laughs> yeah, we got because it's a plethora of information uh, to support this. Uh, here's what he says on in Exodus. As a matter of fact, let's read, let me read Exodus 31 okay. and and uh, beginning at verse 12. Yahweh said to Moshe, "Tell the people of Israel, you are to observe my Sabbaths." 
For this is a sign between me and you through all your generations so that you will know that I am Yahweh who sets you apart for me. Now, as we talk about the Sabbath and how critical and important it is, the Most High says it's a sign. It is a sign between us and him that sets us apart. Anybody who has been anywhere in any religious circle, so to speak, knows that the term set apart means made holy. So he's telling you that this is a sign that makes you holy between you and me. Therefore, you are to keep my Sabbath because it is set apart for you. It is made holy for you. Now, here comes the kicker. Everyone who treats it as ordinary must be put to death. Whoever does any work on it is to be cut off from his people. Those words right there are very critical, which is the reason why it's important for us to discuss this. Number one, grace is in play mm -hmm. for us that are in this exile. And the only reason why we haven't been put to death and we haven't been cut off, and when he talks about being cut off, He's talking about you don't exist. Mm -hmm. You just don't exist. You're like you're like an app on your phone that you just delete. It doesn't it doesn't exist anymore. Right. But grace and his mercy in this exile, he knew that there were things that we were going to lose being in exile. He's going to lose our temple, our temple, our koanim. We were going to lose our um, our 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 Torah and our on our teachers to teach us the things that we needed to have. Plus, he also told us we were going to be impinged with other gods, which we are. We in this exile, we're impinged with other other gods and other theology and other ideas. So we have this this plethora mm -hmm. of stuff that for Hebrew Israel, not keeping the Sabbath, we should be dead. Right. But grace See, this is where grace comes in. Right, right. Grace doesn't come in with the guy across the street. Mm -hmm. Grace comes in with the fact when the most high sinners and the exile, he gave us grace because of this mitzvot that he gives us here in Exodus chapter 31, begin at verse 12. So he says, on six days work will get done, but the seventh day is Shabbat for complete rest set apart, made Holy for Yahweh, whoever does any work on the day of Shabbat must be put to death. The people of Israel are to keep the Shabbat, to observe it. Now, and this is, this right here, this verse right here is the verse in 2007 that, that, yeah, that yeah. got my attention. Mm -hmm. Does that word start with a P? The people of Israel <laughs> are to keep the Sabbath to observe it through all their generations as a perpetual covenant. Oh yeah. That, oh, yeah. that word perpetual covenant got me. It stopped me in my tracks. And I started asking the question, what in the world have we been doing? Right. And earlier in there, I want to reiterate what you just said, because this is a sign. It says between yeah. me and the children, and of, the children Israel. of Israel. So this is how we designate ourselves as being a part of the Most High's kingdom because we observe the Shabbats. So this is like 
this is like your wife showing her wedding ring. Right, exactly. And this, like you showing your wedding ring that you are you are set apart for each other. This ring says that we are set apart for each other. This Sabbath says that we are set apart together with the Most High. He has made it holy, which makes it very important for us to understand when he's talking about observe his Sabbath. And when we get across the street, what's funny is that, what I don't know where that is, but it says someone very prolific over there says, don't let anybody judge you. Yeah, it's in Colossians. <laughs> for Colossians. it's the Sabbath is talked about in I'm going to use the term the New Testament very adamantly I mean it's all over the place so I'm going to throw you a curveball real quick you're probably looking it up but I'm going to throw you a curveball because we got to equip the people with a reasonable answer when they get they're trying to observe the Shabbat and they're getting heat from other people when they make the statement and say well every day is holy why yeah. do I have to observe the Shabbat? Every day is holy. What say you? Well, <laughs> every day is holy, but the Most High made a specific comment. Mm -hmm. He said specifically that his Sabbath, which he defines in Genesis, mm -hmm. is set apart by him and made holy. And since that day is set apart and made holy by him, every day can't be more holy than that day. Right. That day is the most holiest day of all days with the Most High, and it comes about every Sabbath, every, se every seventh day. Right. And if he said that that day is holy, you have to nullify the other, the other six. Not right. to say that, that you and I shouldn't live a holy life, mm -hmm. but the day is set apart. That makes you holy. That's good. That's good. And he's and he said it. Right. Right. The Most High said it. So if he said it, I'm sorry. I'm. I'm not. I'm gonna tell you all something. <laughs> I'm. I'm not listening to anybody else. Mm -hmm. I'm not listening to Eurocentric theologians. Mm -hmm. I'm not listening to what you think, because the Most High has already spoken his mind. And he's already told us he's not a man that he should lie or change his mind. Mm -hmm. And what he has said, he has said it. Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. You know what? And I, then, and then, wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. And then your preachers, your preachers want to get in the pulpit and say, well, if God said it, that settles it. No, it don't. Because <laughs> you keep changing what he said. Exactly. Exactly. And if, it's, if what he said settled it, you wouldn't be going to church on Sunday. You sure wouldn't. You sure wouldn't because your own Messiah worshiped on the Sabbath. Your own Messiah worshiped and actually observed Pesach, which is called Passover. Your Messiah observed Shavuot, which you call the day of Pentecost. Those are Moedims. If you go and read the real Ten Commandments, which is in Exodus 34, you will see that all of the Moedims, the festivals, the appointed times, the high holy days, or what we were, the, the topic of the discussion is, are enumerated right there in that chapter. You know what I end up telling people huh. when they say every day is holy? No. I say, you should be broke. Because if every day is holy, then the Most High commanded us to rest. So that means you're not doing you're anything. You're not doing no work. <laughs> you're not going to work. You're not doing anything. 
So <laughs> I don't know how you sustain yourself by calling every day holy, but come on. Yeah. So but, I was, well, you know what I was trying to find? I was trying to find that bit about, and I don't know where it is. And I, I don't, and, and I'm, I was struggling with it. Um, where the Sabbath shall have no end. I'm trying to remember where that was, or if it was just a colloquialism that we just used in the church. Uh, yeah, that's that's part of um, that's part of um, um, that's part of a song. Yeah, because I'm saying to myself, there's there's yeah. there's there's no scripture. To support, support that, that right. statement. Right. Because I couldn't find it. That's what I was over here diligently looking for. I was like, no, man, I remember that. No, no, but that not, can't be true that's either. Not a, that's not in scripture because the Sabbath does end. Yeah, because the Sabbath does have an end time. And it has a beginning time. Yeah, when we get into the land and we have to observe these times, it's a specific Shabbat. So, again, to be clear, when we talk about the Moedims or the festivals, we're talking about Sukkot, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, uh, Yom Terumah, all these different high holy days, they are classified as Shabbats. And they are to be observed along with Rosh Chodesh, which is the new moon, along with the regular Shabbat that's on the seventh day. And I said to myself, I said, if, you, if we were a nation that was ruled by the Most High, do you know how much time you would have to take off work? Because you'd have to take off the new moons. Yep. You have to take off the Sabbath. Yep. And then when the high holy days come up, which we're getting ready to get into, yep. it's almost like a, mu a half a yeah, month you have to take off. <laughs> yeah, there's two of there's two two or three of them in the in the month of September. Yeah, they're, they're right back to back. Going in going into October. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I wanted you to I want the people to understand because we're getting ready to as I as we open this podcast talking about we're getting ready to go into the high holy days, um, and the first one's going to be, I think it is, in on September the seventh. Is it? Oh yeah, it's come. One's coming right on up. September the seventh, um, which happens to fall on a September the seventh. Where are you, September? September the seventh falls on a Tuesday, yeah. right after Labor Day. Yeah, right after Labor Day. You're right. So you have Labor Day off. Yeah. And then you have uh, the 7th, which is a high Sabbath off. Yep. Now, when we get, we're, we're going to talk about this more in detail. Oh, yeah. But the Feast of Trumpets is a, it's a convocation. He says mm -hmm. you shall hold a, hold a convocation mm -hmm. for it's the Feast of Trumpets for the day of uh, Yom Teruah. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll talk about that in, in, our, in, our, in, our, in our next... Yeah, in our it's next, not a time to have next, a whole yeah, week of yeah, revival. Yeah, no. It's not that. No, it's not, not time to have a reach of week of revival or, or call a, a, a prayer revival. <laughs> no. It's, 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 yeah. one, it's one day and uh, it's, it's, a great, it's, a great, it's a great day. Which is good because you know with, with all of the festivals that we observe the one thing that's quintessential to all of them is that it's festive. Yeah, they're festive. And, and we reflect. And the only one that's yep. not festive is, is the Day of Atonement. It's Yom Kippur, yes. Yeah, Yom Kippur. Yeah. Well, this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. Exile. See, we nailed it. <laughs> Good, we got on, I got on one accord. <laughs> so with that, we say to you, 
Shalom. Shalom.